Achievement unlocked. Two players and a podcast now loading. Dreamers and Flam family, this is Two Peas and a Pod, brought to you by General Andrews and Liberty Flam. And we are sponsored by the 8-Bit Dojo and ESN, where we aim to be selfless, not selfish. This is episode one of season four, Turbo Boosting. Yeah! We're back! We're back! It's been so long, but we're finally back. You know what, though? Like, as much as it was like, whoa, it's been so long, at the same time, it was refreshing so we could take on a full season oh, of yes. awesomeness with you. A little bit of me. A little bit of you. A little bit of me. A little bit of, of us. A lot of and us. At some point, we're going to have another slew of amazing guests throughout the season. Oh, it's not going to stop. We're going to have so many good guests this year. I'm so looking for forward to all that because the, the the last quarter of the year was amazing absolutely on fire and again folks you can look forward to some of our season regulars such as step of anime and dr mick live and a bunch of new guests who are just trying to find different dates and times that works with their schedule all right enough of our self plugs within our own content this yes. moment in time you always but gotta learn go to ahead. plug yourself <laughs> yeah right listen to what i have to say yeah do it God, just do everything just subscribe on the youtube just subscribe right on now, the youtube click, damn it click it click the thing just say yes it. you want to follow all the notifications turn them on right help our <laughs> algorithm algorithm boosted talking about <laughs> boosting all right so here's been a hot debated topic you know because we love our hot takes we do on this love show. the hot takes you know we don't do it all the time but we definitely still sprinkle them in for you out there that love that little extra mm, give me that mm, mm. turbo controllers in the speedrunning community has become the well i think oh yeah well this is what i think well i think oh yeah well this is what i think you know it's yeah. really turned into a back and forth and back and forth how has it been for you ingesting this man this is like probably one of the biggest sort of things i've always seen since joining the speedrunning community do you allow turbo or do you not allow turbo and it basically just gets into a pissing match <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. well i think it's important that we also give everyone just a little bit of background information not every speedrun is created equal correct now you would think that's a simple thing everyone knows that no not necessarily a lot of people automatically assume okay so if you're doing this in mega man you're probably going to apply the same type of thing in, a, in mario right they're both platformers that means you're going to do this kind of tech over here no because each game has its own physics each game has its own tech uh it has its own glitches because certain glitches yeah. that work in one game they don't even exist in these other universes these other worlds because that's not how the devs you know stack the data code to make it what it is yeah turbo is not viable in every single run like sometimes you just don't need turbo in a run so just like what you're saying with the turbo when you go and look at the rules for each speedrun, which is very important if you were thinking about doing a speedrun, you should go look at the rules that's look why the there's rules certain speedruns yeah. i don't do because i'm like whoa this is a hundred different rules you know what sometimes I it's a just... full-on wiki page of rules yeah. <laughs> and i'm like you know now i'm really not that interested you know and it's unfortunate because sometimes some of these rules become so convoluted it turns away runners and a lot of time it's gatekeeping and we'll, we'll get into the whole gatekeeping 
filmmaking aspect of it all. Uh, but so the reason why this matters is because when you look at the rules of the run, it gives you an idea. Do I want to do it? Do I not want to do it? And of course, folks, you can always run a game how you want to how and you just make up your to, own yeah. thing. You right? can. That's always an option. I don't you ever know, submit I've... to leaderboards. You you don't need to speed run to leaderboards. Yeah. Nobody can tell you how to speed run a game. Correct. Now, why do I like to do it? Because I like throwing my name up on there, right? I, I want more people to find certain games. Like Turtles is a great example. Yeah. I, I want more people to play Turtles games. The Turtles IP is amazing across numerous things such as comics, TV shows, toys. Yeah. So why is is it lagging in the speedrun community it's just not getting and they're hard games they're hard there's tough games it's it's a fighting game basically constant brawler games yeah <laughs> that depending on which ones you're playing they are very very difficult why because they're meant to be quarter munchers yeah exactly they were arcade games that were ported on over to let's say the nes or snes depending which tiles we're talking about mm -hmm. or even uh the sega if we're talking about hyperstone heist and so because of that they are going to be on the more difficult or even have some cheap aspects to it why because they were trying to make you burn a core they were trying to make you play the game longer if you were renting it from a blockbuster or a hollywood video or, or your mom and pop shop that was uh nearby okay so now let's bring back the whole idea of turbo into this turbo now has been talked about being allowed across the board so here are the two main arguments all right uh because it's important because like why does it matter just let everyone do it okay so here are the two main arguments why it's even brought up why it's a debate yeah number one here's your old school thought process on it all right and we're gonna say it's old school because why it was what was originated correct not yes. that it's right now it's wrong we'll talk about that but that this is where it originated mashing is a skill it is a and skill. i don't yeah. i don't doubt that right so the mashing is a skill versus the fact that turbo now will take away this is the idea behind it the turbo will take away the advantage that those people have worked on to be that good at that skill yeah okay that's part one here's the other side of the coin those that physically can never even get to that level without degradating their health further yeah maybe they already have mobility issues accessibility issues due to limitations of how their hands arms and whatever they utilize for speed running maybe some people use feet right there there are people who speed That's run their feet yeah. their chin yeah you know, it, it's amazing the stuff people are able to do okay so what it is is an accessibility issue mm -hmm. right that's, that's that's the other flip side of the coin here is accessibility for all okay so we've got mashing as a skill let's, let's simplify it mashing as a skill access Accessibility, and that's roughly where the headbutting has started at. That is roughly where it is, without getting into the big nuances, which we'll get into a little bit later. But mashing, I, I do agree, it's 100% a skill. The more you do it, you'll get better at it, sure. But sustained mashing, man, it just, it's pain. It's just straight pain. Well, here's a good way of looking at it, all right? So, do, 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 you, do you ever want to play professional sports, at least for a small period of time in your life, Lib? <laughs> Man, maybe for like a year. But I mean, did you, did you, did you at some point in your life as a kid, more like you're a kid growing up thinking these thoughts, you're like, you know what? I want to play professional football or I want to play professional baseball. Yay, nay? Nay, actually, no. Okay, so I'll talk about me then. I was going to let Flip take the, the floor here. <laughs> I did. I wanted to play baseball. I wanted to play basketball. Uh, the football, not as much, but then, you know, eventually I started running an option. I'm like, yeah. well, okay, so where do I stand out in now? Okay, so a guy who can catch the ball and who can block. Okay, yeah, maybe football 
I'll be a tight end. Sweet. You know, okay, cool. So all these different ideas in my head of like, all right, let's go to that next level. Let's let's do this dream. So if you are going to be an athlete, it is not healthy long term to train like an athlete. It's not. Why? Because you are trying to get the most out of your current skills and build on top of that. Now you would say, but general, what the heck, man? You're all about health and fitness. What do you mean being an athlete's bad? You know, being an athlete isn't bad. Training like an athlete for a long period of time, a long extended period of time, mm -hmm. decades worth, is going to be bad for you because why? Again, it is a very explosive way of training. And obviously it depends what sport we're talking about, but I'm gonna go ahead and just simplify it. It's an explosive way of training because usually power, speed, strength are aspects that are important in a lot of your one-to-one, one-on-two matchups in sports. Yeah. So when you keep on pushing that threshold, pushing that threshold, guess what? Injuries occur. Sometimes you're so strong, you actually hurt yourself because you are so strong. You're pushing yourself just a little too hard. So those aspects come into play. Okay, let's correlate this right back into the whole mashing aspect. I gave up speedrunning Contra, a game I love to run. Yeah, there was difficult aspects of it because it, you're trying to push the, the upper limits of it. Yeah. And no, I was not on no world record paces, but I was getting better at the game. I had to have eventually wear a arm sleeve when I worked out because the tendon was becoming too inflamed on my right forearm from all of the mashing. I didn't know you had to wear an arm sleeve. I didn't know it got to that point with that run. Oh yeah, I got to like, now I didn't wear the sleeve during the speed run. Yeah. But if I was going to go work out, I would definitely be wearing a sleeve that would compress it, you know, compression. Why? Because now the tendon that would be going too far away from the body because that's, which is caused by the inflammation. Yeah. So I didn't know that now the compression is putting it back down where it would be mo where it should be located and keeping it in a much more comfortable position because why when you're getting more and more inflamed, just pushing further and further away creating that um, intensity in those areas so i could have kept doing that right i, I had a workable solution mm -hmm. but long-term health that amount of inflammation is going to degrade it just like people who develop carpal tunnel yeah you don't get carpal tunnel after typing on a keyboard one time no it's from sustained typing man a lot of people that i know who's speed ran luigi's mansion which also has just yes. a ton of mashing which is why i quit that one too because i was seeing i was seeing where it was going and i could see the long-term health effects if i were to keep doing that i know of at least two or three Didn't people you even hurt your shoulder i hurt my shoulder really bad too like it re-aggravated my pinched nerve from mashing okay, see, I, I thought you got a, a bad injury from it at one point yeah but there are two or three people in there that developed like carpal tunnel from that run i'm not surprised i, I am not surprised that the mashing element is caused Causing injuries. Why? Because when you do a repetition based activity, if you're not doing enough proactive, which is beforehand, and then reactive, which is after the fact, types of healthcare as if you were an athlete. This is the intense part, folks. People don't realize mm -hmm. is that, okay, you're like, well, video games are, you know, you're not an athlete if you're playing video games. I don't care what you do or don't think about that aspect. What matters though is the physical ramifications. You are putting your body through what would be an athlete's like regimen. Yeah three four five six hours a day every day training maybe more some people might be in the 10 12 14 hours because they don't sleep that much yeah okay but you're doing an exercise you're doing a motion you're doing inputs that are needed by actual contractions you do hundreds thousands tens thousands hundreds of thousands your body needs time to recover from that just like an athlete would when they're playing a sport just because you're doing the action that breaks down the muscle even if you weren't trying to get a stronger form you weren't necessarily trying 
trying to work on your speed of your form, which, you know, at yeah. the same time, we, we, we can get into the intricacies of that some other day. But you are doing enough repetitions. You're breaking down that area, the, the muscles, you, the ligaments, mm -hmm. the tendons. So that's how that's how your muscles, muscles work. The more you do it, like it's going to tear down the muscles so it can rebuild. But if you keep doing it, your muscles don't have time to rebuild. And people assume just going to bed is when you recover from this. Yeah. That is a fallacy. Okay. Very so now what, going to bed, what does it do? It means you're not doing more repetition. So you have stopped the continual degrading of that area. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Cool. Good. That is good, but that's not the recovery process. The recovery process means good, fresh, healthy blood is getting there. No, this doesn't mean you're injecting yourself with IVs or some, you know, cockamamie way of trying to, you know, um, speed up the process. Right? Yeah. No, no, no. We're talking about things like having a good, healthy eating regimen, having a uh, exercise routine that promotes healthy blood flow, maybe like a really good cardiovascular routine, mm -hmm. uh, doing ice or compression or both, depending on what we're, you know what areas of the body we're talking about here, to go ahead and bring the inflammation down so that the healthy blood can get to those areas so that they can heal. The healthy blood that you have in your body, getting to those areas that you are breaking down matters in your recovery recovery especially if you're doing this many inputs so that's why mashing is bad that's why mashing from either of us is like dang we do notice the the value of the skill because you're better at these some of these games uh like mm -hmm. Mega Man X is an example luigi's mansion uh contra by being really good at mashing yeah like yet the, we didn't keep doing them because it wasn't healthy it wasn't healthy we could see where like we could see exactly where our hands were going if we kept up with it mm -hmm. and man i really like my hands i really like playing video games i'd like to play other video games too at some point and not be so detrimental that you know three four five six seven years down the road after doing so much mashing that they're just they're basically falling off well and you use your hands for other skill sets yeah right i mean to be able to go ahead and do a lot of the hand knitted work that you do mm -hmm. well you need your hands to do that exactly and if I don't have those, I can't make beanies. I can't, just, I can't I, do the I'm crafty things I like to do. Like, that's another the, thing. I can't, like, even digressing further from that, like, what about cooking or, you know, maybe taking out the trash? Like, you're, you're going to lose dexterity in there. And you need that dexterity to do the things you just want to do. So many of us that tune into this podcast, let alone those, the two of us that are doing this podcast, love video games. We're not saying stop video games. We're not. But no. we want to get on the side of talking why uh, mashing is a skill. And at the same time, why it's a very unhealthy um, thing to, to reach the top pinnacle of. That doesn't mean you don't have to, but it's something to take into consideration. Okay, cool. Right on. We we, we beat that horse to death right there. We did. Now, accessibility. What is good about these turbo controllers for the accessibility? So, Flib, what do you feel is good about it? I think what's really good is that if somebody watches a run and they see that there's a lot of mashing in it, it could deter them from ever trying out that run, period. Yep, I, I definitely think like that. And if you allow turbo controllers in there, it takes that out and it, it makes your run more accessible to everybody around. Excellent. So what we're saying here is that the turbo element of the controller will now allow you to even just want to partake in a particular speedrun's uh, limitations or rules because this turbo button replaces the fact that you need to be at such a skill level to even run in, I'll call it competitively, Com 
competitively, competitively yeah. at least the middle of the pack of the speed runs you know um competitively yeah because now now people can actually go to different runs and whatnot at least we have turbos allowed and be competitive in it and probably run that game a lot more and that just brings more attention to the run excellent so let alone when we're talking about accessibility right so people who couldn't do it people who just even felt like hey you know what i don't want to sacrifice my health for this run let alone accessibility we're talking about visibility because more people have more access to it yeah so what we're running into here is again folks we are on both sides of the coin for this understanding of it all again we'll, we'll talk about why we're going to slightly lean one way more than the other but for the most part we're we're on that fence because we understand the the skill aspect of mashing but also we understand the accessibility uh that is necessary right because we are big proponents for anti gatekeeping very huge against the gatekeeping that's what a lot of turbo controller debates devolve very slowly but ever so surely into correct and i think also it's funny because certain people's arguments uh when it comes to gatekeeping also people gatekeep the idea of accessibility for all yes i'm gonna put that out there as well there's certain people when you look at the rhetoric of which how they talk how they speak how they make sure to formulate their arguments they actually are gatekeepers that everything isn't exactly available to everyone so even though there's gatekeepers for the old school methodology and we're not we're anti that we're also anti other people just flipping the coin and doing the same exact thing gatekeeping the exact opposite way yeah because it happens if, if you think it doesn't happen then you you aren't reading all of the information and i'm not gonna pretend i read every single thing you get eventually get inundated with enough stuff you're like i've read enough and yeah. i'm going to take a back seat because this is ridiculous there's too much going on and everybody's now just rabbling at each other and i'd rather not participate so here's my favorite solution though and you pointed out to me you know um that you found this for one of the runs is that i believe for right now the easiest solution is to create categories and that not, not all games need a turbo and we'll talk about that in a little bit yeah but i think any game that it would be feasible that a turbo category should be added that should be where it starts right agreed just get that going get it rolling see what can be done see what's good about it see what's bad about it you want enough information and details here's your test trial and then maybe that's what's going to be the the meta right is using the turbo controller maybe you find out actually it's not as good as we thought for the master standpoint but it just creates accessibility for those that want to compete in that um specific category that want to use turbo controls and now they got a happy medium yeah exactly like it's so it's so, oh some people get so mad they're like what, what do you mean why should we be in our own category why no i want to be on the main leaderboard well what why you know here's my other standpoint on it it's like why do you automatically just get to be up there no 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 like you have to understand that everything started somewhere certain people were not willing to take the risk of putting it out there on their own by themselves because here's the thing and this is one of the the the, the rubs on the the speed run leaderboards is if you're the first person to turn around and you can automatically become the person who um creates all of the who, rules who and, and the rules the categories the, so you're the moderator like i really felt that you know something like speedrun.com if it really wanted to be legitimate would need to have its own board 
that says, okay, but why these rules? Yeah. And the person would need to really articulate why those rules were valid. And they would all those people that are reviewing those rules would need to actually be that much more in the know of what is speedrunning as a whole, not just for a particular game, but as a yeah. whole to be able to go ahead and say, you know what? All right, I like that set of rules. Is it perfect? Maybe not, but it's not completely asinine. Go for that, you know. Uh no, I want the rules just so I can stay at the top. Exactly. So vice versa, let alone there's the people with the mashing skill that want it to stay because they're at the top. There's also the individuals that want a springboard to the top. Again, yeah. some individuals. And so I think that's why the greatest position to start with this is create a category for every single game that it's viable in to add turbo and start with there. Get a ton of data, right? Get hundreds, thousands, maybe even tens of thousands now, right? I'm curious how yeah. many people have been limited because of the, the mashing aspect for our games where they're like, wait, I don't have to mash through text on this game anymore. I'll play this for sure now. Dude, exactly. Oh my goodness. Like more data will be good and then you can really get a hone in on because what a lot of people also don't know is that most people who are like really, really good at mashing, right? They can mash faster than a turbo controller can. Yes, by far actually. Yeah, by a lot. And some people don't know that. So they just automatically yep. assume, nope, turbo controller is just bad. It's gonna take they, my they edge. The, it's, it's faster, like almost like a Taz when there's Taz strats. Yeah. Taz tool assisted speed run. Um, that it's impossible for the human to do it. No, no, humans are faster, the, the, the top tier ones, are faster than what a maximum output of a turbo controller is currently designed to do. Yeah. So if your skill set is that elite, you are still faster than anybody you're else. You're still faster than the controller. So don't worry, your insecurities and are safe with us. That person who is, you know, maybe a top tier turbo speedrunner, they can never get past that turbo. That turbo's got a finite lock on it, mm -hmm. yet your top tier mashing has a little bit of variance in it because you might miss some inputs from here and there, but you're still, with your top tier elite mashing, are way beyond what they'll ever be able to do because there's a limit on the turbo controller. There is. Some of them do go uncapped, others don't, oh. but even even when, even the game will cap you though at one point. Yes, yes it will. So I, I think it's important that both sides be heard, but we should come up with data points that we can actually analyze. And I think adding turbo categories, like you were telling me about uh, Metroid Dread has now done that, which I congratulate them on. I think that's an they awesome did. move. It was a very awesome move. They they allowed turbo on the main leaderboards. They said it was uncapped and people got like so mad at that instead of really looking because they collected a lot of data on it too. They were like, even if you do it uncapped, you, can, you can't go past 15 hertz because the game doesn't recognize mashing faster than that. It just thinks it's just one input. There you go. Yeah, it just, it, it actually just, it's probably part of the coding. It yeah. just picks it up as this is as fast as you're allowed to go. Yeah. There might've been things that they realized if we let it go to this variable, the game's gonna crash in certain spots and we don't wanna have to recode all of this because that, just cap this here. Yeah, just cap it. So we don't wanna have to rewrite three fourths of the game's code because we didn't realize this was gonna happen. Yeah, and then people, <laughs> a lot of people threw a huge fit over it. Of course. And it was just really funny to me because the, the turbo really doesn't really help you in a whole lot of spots it helps you in like two or three spots to make things like maybe a minute faster yeah most turbo honestly is not as advantageous as is sold on the street right now yeah <laughs> it really is much more along the lines that it's just going to help those that uh pro more than likely have hindrances um the lack of ability to even get to a normal standard for whatever reason maybe an injury maybe that's how they were born whatever yeah. now they can actually be like hey this is kind of fun now this this turbo makes it 
so I don't worry about that. I'm just worrying about making sure to jump at the right spot, making sure to turn at the door at the right frame so I'm able to get the skip, whatever, right? They're not worried about the mashing aspect of it. So cool, awesome. Okay, so I wanna go from here. where we, we, We're happy that they're starting this whole turbo category idea. Games that I'm gonna talk about real quick that won't, it's only gonna, actually it's gonna become a challenge if you put a turbo controller yeah, in there. Yeah, here we go. This is Turtles, Turtles 3, Turtles 2. You can go ahead and put a turbo on those games if you want, you're screwing yourself. It's hard because those are those are very specific inputs that you want at very certain times. And if you throw a turbo onto that, and you turn on the turbo, like it's just not gonna help. How good is turbo gonna help you in Street Fighter? God, not at all. Right, because realistically, when you're going against a top tier Street Fighter individual versus top tier Street Fighter individual, it's all about the combinations, how you counter all this kind of thing. All right, let's talk about turtles once again. It's the same exact idea. Basically, turtles are brawler games that are moving fighting games. That's what they are. They are moving fighting games. So when you are connecting all these combinations together, now you're going fast. 100 hit combo. Exactly. See, that's what you're going for. The mashing, if anything, you're going to start to get phantom inputs because that interrupts what you were actually trying to do, which is okay. At 1.2 seconds, here's the A. At the next half a frame, I'm going to go ahead and hit the B and bam, there's the roll mm -hmm. into this. Go the guy off the screen. Okay, cool. No, if the mashing was happening, it's just going to be a basic attack that's going to, you know, take too many hits to kill the enemy. It's like, oh no, I missed the whole sequence here. So in a game like that, go ahead and put turbo on. I'm not going to even put yay or nay because that's one of the leaderboards that I run because it doesn't matter. It just straight up doesn't matter. You've only made it harder. My assumption is only going to be way harder, like way harder yeah. than if you were to go ahead and just play the game without turbo. You no, know, it could maybe help in maybe one or two spots, but it's maybe. still not going to overall effect. I, mean, I guess if you could toggle it on and off to the point of where you use it in those one or two spots. But again, those one or two spots, it's not even going to be an, an advantage over a runner that doesn't use it. Yeah. It's not going to be an advantage. It's going to be, okay, this person maybe takes a little bit less stress on their arm. Okay, cool. Whatever. Mm. Honestly, whatever. <laughs> that's fine by me. I'm not going to say, no, you can't use the turbo on these uh, these games. That's, that's, that's silly. All right. You know what else is silly? What? Well, we were looking at the turbo controller market. Oh, that's right. We did. Yep. We looked them so, up to see. We wanted, remember, that's another thing, right? Accessibility. Accessibility. Well, the, price the points. of a turbo controller would matter it because would. if you're saying, hey, let's add turbo to these things. And now let's say it's the, it's the end all be all. Like you you have to have a turbo controller to run on games. And these turbo controllers are now $1,000, $2,000, That's not accessible. No. In fact, you've made it less accessible. <laughs> you've made it even yeah. less accessible than before, right? Yeah. So we wanted to look and see what is the feasibility that someone can get a turbo controller. And you first found that there was actually a pretty simple price range. Yeah, out of the the three or four that I looked at from like Super, like from NES to Switch, they were all about like 20 to 30 bucks. That's not bad. That's not. Honestly, like if I'm, when I go to a uh, flea market, it's, you know, COVID, that wasn't the thing in a jig or whatever. But before then, you know, for quite a few years, I would go to flea markets. I want to buy as many NES controls as I can because eventually I'm going to, I'm going to bust through. Yeah. Just from all the runs we do. That's just what's going to happen. That's just what happens so, with those controllers. I'm getting those between 12 to 15 bucks. So that price right there, that doesn't surprise me because shipping's put as a part of it. That shipping is the other portion of that cost. Mm -hmm. That's not bad. That's totally fair. It's totally doable. That's fair market. Okay. 
But now let's talk about some of the newer controllers in your PS3, PS4, PS5 range. Now we're looking at closer to $110, right? Right around there for these turbos. At least, at least resold turbos. Resold you know? turbos, yeah. And again, that's that for that system, because as we realized, as you know, the newer generations, everything costs, you know, an oh, arm and leg man, feels so right? much more. Like a controller is more than a video game. Yeah. At times. Controller. I can't imagine people who constantly throw their controller and break it. I'm like, oh what the heck? man, every every time I think about throwing my PS5 <laughs> controller, I'm just like, don't. This is like, a nope. lot. This is a lot of money. You're this all hoping that you actually have the, the wee little uh wrist straps so when you go to throw oh, it, it doesn't right, exactly. <laughs> uh strap it on twice just in case. You're like, no, no, I am not mortgaging my house on this. All right. Absolutely not. Not for a controller. Okay, so $110 again sounds like a lot, but it's fair-ish for that new age. Mm -hmm. Right. But here's one of the things that I was worried about, which I'm glad we did the research on. Well, guess what? When you go and look at these people reselling these things, there's also people who are scamming. Ah, good old eBay. The same controller, just a different color. Just a different okay. color. You're thinking, oh, it's gotta be a very unique color. It's gotta be multicolor and a rainbow, you know, rendition, a gold, a clear one, right? Like, like all those are special. No, it's, it's standard black. Okay. Standard black was selling for $439.44. What? The, now this is, now that is reaching out into that unaccessible category. Cause you're, you tell me you're paying for a whole system. Right. Right. I mean, that's just shy of buying a whole PS5, right? About $500 say, for yeah, PS5. Yeah. 70 more dollars. I could have another PS5 for the amount of that controller. So this now, again, we first were worried about the accessibility people get to it. Now what we learned from that is that we're more worried that people are going to scam once this becomes more popular, once it becomes more mainstream, right? Because that's that's what happens, folks, with trends. It's the same idea why toilet paper disappeared during the pandemic. Everyone freaked out that they weren't going to need toilet paper. Too many people bought toilet paper at the same time and hoarded it to where it now created this influx. It created same a idea. need in the system when there didn't really need to be a need in the system for freaking Boom. toilet paper. So same thing with turbo controllers, folks, you do not need a turbo controller to be the best. You don't. For those that want to take on less stress on their hands, forearms, shoulders, neck, this might be an option. Those who can't even physically do it for them, it's a definite option. So what you need to do is make sure to do a lot of research because now there are scammers already taking advantage of this situation already. The debate's not even done yet, right? The debate's still ongoing. So the dust has yet to fully settle because right, you got a few of these, these 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 outliers, these Metroid dreads who are like, you know, we're taking a stand. We are adding turbo. Not everyone's doing that yet. Not everybody. No, I wish. But eventually, hopefully it's it's, it's a new it's a new standard. It's a new thing. And it's scary to people. So this debate is still on. So the scammers are going to be there and they're going to get worse as time goes on. So please do your research when you're like, I might want to do this and just don't get scammed on what you're buying. All right. Please don't. It's same with like, man, like the retro game scam. Yes, big time. And you actually nowadays, you really need to go ahead and look at all the different um, specific points on a cartridge. Cart, yeah, to whatever see if you it's not it. just a, a, repo. a repo. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. even, man, speaking of scamming in speedrunning, I remember when I was trying to get my 1.0 cart for Ocarina of Time, right? And yeah. there was this specific seller who bought out everybody else who was selling it and then sold it at a premium because he knew speedrunners would buy it. Ah, uh, one of those, uh, what do we call them? 
Exactly. Thank you, yeah. Sophie. Oh my god, that's what we call them. Uh actually I know, I know. Man, I'm gonna have to bleep you out, dog. Those are some very, very bad words. Yeah. She's serious, okay? She's very serious. And what Where is were we? That word for the word for people that buy everybody out and then sell everything at a premium. Scalpers? Is that what it is? I mean, that's what basically what scalpers do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was frustrating. Because it's 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 normally like a ten, fifteen dollar game and he was selling it for forty. Right, correct. I mean, one of the things that also happened, it wasn't necessarily the scalping aspect of it, but there was uh SpongeBob's game. It was a battle for bikini bottom. Yeah. That game had a very specific glitch in the speedrun community that required you to scratch the bottom of your disc. Thus, by doing so, when it would be read by the laser that's in there, right? That when you would go into the menu, uh, you were able to now glitch through the floor. By being able to glitch through the floor, you're getting to locations way ahead of time that you weren't supposed to be able to, be able to get to from that location. Um, thus, very important to the speedrun. Well, because people were breaking their discs in the in this trying to do this or doing it so often and doing it wrong or whatever, you know, who could do a wrong scratch on their disc, right? That they became less and less available. Well, they weren't making any more of those games. So no. the price started skyrocketing because there was only a few available in the wild, so to speak. I didn't know that. That's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. So it's one of those things too, again, when we talk about earlier, talking about all these different rules and regulations for, you know, the game's like, you need to realize when this started happening that you needed to stop, like, nope, this is now a miscellaneous category. It's a pretty much a dead category. Um, we're not really looking to promote this category anymore because it was destroying the fact that people could even have a chance at running this game because now you're you go like, oh, discs. I'll play on Emu. Yeah. I'll play it on Emu, right? Well, now you can't get that glitch. You can't get that. Oh, man. How are you going to get the glitch if you don't, you're playing an Emu. It doesn't have, it's not going to assume, oh, you have a scratch disc, you know, for the game file. Right. How can I code that in? How can I code in a scratch disc? I mean, and then at what point does that start to break it? It's like, well, why are you code? You know what I mean? Like, why are you coding on the, you know what I mean? Like, it starts to get weird in that. They missed an opportunity to stop that from happening. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure the world record holder doesn't mind that people haven't, you know, um, been able to make it easier to do so. And again, I don't know the person, so I should, I should not just assume that, but it gives you an idea. I was going to say, I actually know the person and he's actually wants more people to run it all the time. Oh, so there you go. So that person, that person needs to make more of them. Yes, All right, go yeah. go make Nickelodeon pay whoever to create. Well, no, the point of it is, is that whoever was moderating it and, and was heavily weighing in on these discussions should have looked at the solutions or the potential pitfalls of that. Yeah. Right. This is like, oh, I need a 1.0 cart. No, no, this is we're taking a. You're um, destroying. You're destroying a, limited, a disc. Yeah. yeah. You're taking a limited um amount of carts, right? And now, or in this instance, they're discs, right? Because that's why you're scratching them. Mm -hmm. um, and you are destroying them in the process to be prepared to do the speed on correctly. Well, at what point do those run out? And you're not, you're not reselling a scratched disc version unless it literally is to somebody who wants to speed run it. And even then, how can you guarantee that it's not just completely bored? You've scratched it too much. Right? If it's just it's just a broken disc now. Yeah. So that, that was one of those situations, again, when we're talking about, you know, what's good, what's bad, things to consider, both sides of the fence. Those are things to consider. Just like getting scammed on turbo controllers, just like the fact that turbo has a capped limit and most games will have a capped limit on it not in all, most games but... they do not all but like most of them do even even the older ones i think mm -hmm. like like mega man mega man's a great example of that because no matter how hard you mash in that like you can only ever have three lemons on the screen yep. so even if you're a super fast masher you can only put three lemons on the screen correct and here's a good example of contra contra i'm sorry but you cannot do rhythm
rhythmic mashing, which means their frame perfect mashes. The the turbo doesn't set itself to frame perfect. It's just a specific rate (laughs) of output. That's it. it. So you can't even use it in the most important of sections to get the utmost advantage. There's two levels that it is the utmost advantage that you need to be able to do frame perfect mashing, which is in both of the base levels. Those are when you're running Mm -hmm. forward, not side to side. Those ones have a different frame rate of when you are mashing through it to get the correct amount of speed to go fast those are the two levels actually i had the hardest time um keeping up with any of the top tier runners in so that's a good example right there where that's a game you can you can mash to high heaven in that game it lets you just go nuts which is amazing but the advantage is not in the turbo controller fyi that's crazy to me you know what's crazy what an amazing start to the season oh it's such an amazing it feels so good to just be back doing this just ranting just ranting exactly we went everywhere we had so many places to go with this topic i know right because we brought it up before in the past but we kind of only touched on it we wanted to save a big rant until a full episode like this exactly my goodness you know what flip thank you so much for you know what making this whole show work the way it does well general thank you so much for just being you and you know showing up (laughs) (laughs) i don't mind doing that pretty good pretty darn good and you know what dreamers thank you for tuning on in flamley love you as always and boom, boom. boom.